Our Love Rise podcast is supported by Bloom. And Bloom is a program for women like you and I, women who want to grow and transform our lives. And when you sign up with Bloom, you'll connect with our therapists and experts online to create your personalized plan. Sign up for 30 days free with the promo code SCABS at bloomforwomen.com. All right, it's podcast time. From Bloom, this is Scabs, and you're listening to Love Rice. It's our podcast where we experiment and we ask questions and we learn more about love and life and happiness. A few years ago, there was a boy in our neighborhood who gave my daughter a dozen sick goldfish covered with some kind of white fungus. And, and she was determined to, to do her best to keep them alive. So she stayed by their side day and night, checking water temperatures and pH levels. And what would happen is one would inevitably, you know, give up to the fungus and she would weep these big, fat, giant tears while burying the fish in our front flower bed. And one by one, each of these dozen goldfish, with the exception of three, passed onto the pond in the sky. I couldn't see how any of them could make it. I'm thinking, just flush the things and be done. I'm ashamed to admit this, but I mean, at one point I was honestly contemplating a mass murder of all the fish just to be done with the pain of it. But through it all, like I said, she was able to save three fish, which still swam happily in her tank. And while on vacation a few weeks ago, the fish sitter called me one morning and said, Andy, a beautiful fan-tailed goldfish, had gone belly up. And I sat there with my head in my hands because I just, I couldn't bear to tell my daughter. I mean, she'd been through so many fish losses. I mean, maybe I could replace him, and she wouldn't notice. I mean, my mind scrambled to find a solution, something that, that wouldn't hurt her. And so I did something I regret. I held that secret until the last possible moment. A week later, we drove into the driveway, coming home from vacation, and as she was getting out, I said, Hey, I've got something to tell you, something that's sad. You can imagine the tears and, and the grief for her fish, but it was that secret that really tore her up. And I started thinking more about kids and the truth and how much truth and how we tell them. Now, I don't really have any of the answers, and I, and I have absolutely, as this story demonstrates, no idea what I'm doing in parenting or relationships or life, but I do have a story for you today. Now, my oldest, the one who loves all the fish, just turned 14. And so in a way, I've relived these awkward middle school, junior high years. Like, you can pay me enough money to go back to junior high. Oh, like. That's my friend, Star. High school, I might, if you pay me, like, you know, $10 million. I know I so much more now, so I could, I, could totally, <laughs> I could totally be awesome in high school. But junior but. high, I just think, I'm like, oh my gosh. So like, hard. it was just a, like, emotional, hormonal, like, mess, right? I remember there's this one girl, and we were like an art class, and I had like Payless running shoes, right? We had to take off our shoe and draw it, and I was like all into this project, and I draw this beautiful shoe. Right, right. And the art teacher's like, look at this beautiful shoe, like shows it off, I'm all proud, and then the girl's like, oh my gosh, those are Payless shoes, you know what I mean? And I was like mortified. They were Payless shoes, they weren't like, you know, Esprit or whatever was cool at that time, you know? And, and going home and like being like, 
okay, I have to destroy these shoes so my mom will go buy me new ones. <laughs> like, you know, like I could, could never wear them ever again on the face of the earth, you know, because Maybe they could, were like, payless. Take a yeah. I can't remember exactly what I did to them, but I like did something to where they like broke. And I was like, mom, my shoes broke. And she's like, we just got those. I'm like, I know, they just weren't made very well. It was more like, you know, I put bleach on them or whatever I did, like destroyed them. Probably no one in the classroom probably even paid attention. I have to get something that's a spree because that's what the cool girls have, you know, just that age. So hard. <laughs> oh, wow. gosh. So like a lot of us kids from the 80s, Star's world revolved around her clothes and her shoes. And if her bangs were big enough, I mean, she never imagined having to navigate more than her next Esprit outlet purchase. I just remembered something was off. I could feel it. My mom and dad hadn't told me what was going on. And then, but I could tell kind of how people were reacting around me. Like, kind of like, why is that person being super nice to me? Like, do you know what I mean? Kind of like, just things were weird, and I couldn't quite connect the dots. She had a pulse on the idea that something wasn't right, some kind of uneasy underlying current, but just wasn't sure what it was or what it meant until one day. Well, I just remember they sat us down at first, and they said, Dad's going to be moving out for a little while. And we were just like, what? And then they said, well, it kind of like shut the conversation off. And then, but we were just like, that does, there has to be a reason, right? And not getting that reason was very frustrating. And I was the oldest. Okay, I was a sophomore in high school. My brother was in eighth grade. My other brother was sixth grade. And my youngest sister was in fourth grade. I just remember sitting down and him saying that and being like, I think I, I almost want to say either, I said, I was like, what? Like, why? Like, I just remember it felt just like so heavy and, and foreign and weird. And I didn't understand it, but it was just like more than I could handle. I just remember, that's when I got, I got up out of the house and ran out the door. to my best friend's house and I was just bawling. And then that's when she came over and she was just kind of like, well, come down to my room. And her mom came up, oh, honey, I'm so sorry that you're having to go through this. You know, all of a sudden it dawned on me that they knew exactly what was going on when I didn't even know. They knew the reason and I didn't at that point. And so that's why I said I was mad. I was like, well, I don't understand why this is happening because no one gave me a reason. And then why do other people know more than I know? With the sudden realization that she's an outsider in her own life, she feels this flood of emotion. I was just overwhelmingly mad, angry, because I was like, why didn't other people I know? I just remember being so mad at that. Why does my best friend know before I do? Hurt, but then feeling almost a little bit betrayed that other people knew and I didn't know. Because my mom had a conversation with her mother, you being know. Being like mad about that. Being like, hey, this is affecting me. I don't want everyone else to know. 
it felt like almost like an out of body thing. Like, is this really like, is, am I going, is this, is this real? Is this a dream? You know what I mean? Kind of just not being able to even process all of it other than I just ran because I couldn't handle it. And then being hit with other things, you know, like what? How do you know what's going on? I don't really know what's going on. My dad wouldn't tell us. And that felt very lonely. Because my dad, when he was there, would not like be like, I've cheated, I've you know, lied, I've broken my marital vows, you know, kind of a thing. Um, that was probably just so much for him to handle, or he just maybe wasn't wanted to realize it. That's um, hard. You know, but then, you know, dad's the one who moves out. So mom's here with these four kids who are a big mess because we don't know exactly what's going on. I think I would have wished that when things were bad enough for me to need to know, you know, dad's moving out, this is the reason why. Um, I wish my mom and dad would probably have sat us down and told us before anyone else knew. So after some time, Star's mom sits her down and, and asks her, What do you want to know? She didn't give us details or anything, but just said, Dad has found someone else, you know. And of course, it's heart-wrenching to hear that. Yeah. But at least we knew. Heart-wrenching to say. Yeah. So she sat all of you down? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I imagine your sister in fourth grade doesn't understand what infidelity means. I think she said he's found someone else he thinks he loves. And, and we're just trying to work through that. I think that's basically, in a nutshell, she kept it really just kind of concise. Didn't give us too much more information. That, you know, because just hearing that was like, what? You know, kind of a thing. And that was hard to hear, and I remember it was all being emotional. Once I found out, I was like, okay, this is awful, but I can at least process it and, and go through it. Like you said, you know, like just have something, okay, I can grieve for it. I can experience these emotions, and it's okay. And, you know. Even though it was incredibly hard to know why her father was moving out, with this new knowledge, Star felt something give way. But we knew the reason why, and it was a little bit liberating, but more like, okay, I understand why this is happening. I understand that there's a lot of work that needs to happen for this to get fixed. Mm-hmm. I understand that it might not ever get fixed in the way that you would hope it to be fixed as a child with your parents. Um, and it broke your heart. <laughs> yeah, it break, I think it breaks your heart as a child. I think it would break your heart as a parent. I think my mom having to have those conversations with us Yes, I was mad, I had a lot of emotions. I was mad, I was sad, I was hurt, I was frustrated, I was confused, but those are my feelings to have, and I knew why. Let's say you were your little sister in fourth grade. What do you think would have been appropriate for her to know? Probably the same thing. I don't, I don't think that, like I said, they didn't have to say who the other woman was, what the reason, I didn't want to hear. I mean, later on, I think I was older, There's, I found out more things. Um, but at least knowing the base reason was a little bit liberating because then I was like, oh, this isn't my fault. I don't know, as a kid, I didn't think about like my parents' relationship being something separate from us. Does that make sense? It was just like a family. And so feeling betrayed, like, like more like, dad's choosing this other lady versus us. 
So not really being able to compartmentalize that, that at first that, that was something separate than, mm. than my whole family. This is awful that this is happening, but at least I understand what's going on now. Mm. To a degree that a teenager should understand, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I didn't need to hear any of the dirty details or anything like yeah. that, that would have just been a bad move by my mom. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, but knowing the truth, you know, and I just remember my mom was just like, I think probably hurt her to have to tell her kids yeah, that. It hurts. You know? <laughs> but, um, it hurts all around. Yeah. But at least you kind of know, at least there's some honesty right there. Does that make sense? Yeah. So often we hear parents explain it kind of like this, like either mom or dad has lied and can no longer live with us anymore. Is that enough? It's like, it's weird because you're talking about these children's parents. I know. <laughs> and so to put it in a weird, like where you completely blame it, even though lots of times, like in my parents' situation, like my dad was the one who made the big, big mistake. You know what I mean? Was my mom perfect? No, but there's probably underlying things in their, their marriage that they should have worked on, you know, to, to prevent things from happening. But had my mom been like, she just, I, she was very to the point, but it wasn't like, I don't know, like, daddy, t like, okay, so I have a cousin who went through a divorce and his ex-wife would just say horrible things about it, you know. Your dad decided he wants this, you know, when the funny thing was it was, the wife who had been the cheating. Do you know what I mean? But she didn't want to be the bad person to the kids. And I just would get so mad when his kids would be like, yeah, this is what my mom said. I'd be like, who, t who says that to their little kid? You know, I guess this is the point. You have to, if you're gonna, you, you should tell your kids and be honest with them, but not use them as pawns. Like Star said, this knowledge that she has about her family gives her strength. Probably six months later, I just remember we were at some like little thing while our friends were getting together and I had a friend. We had gone to elementary school and junior high. And the funny thing, he was like a friend, but he wasn't like a best friend. And he had kind of, his parents were going through something similar, but he had kind of just heard from the great brain. And I just remember him coming out and finding me. And I, would, I think we were at one of my friend's house and everyone was inside and I think I just like I guess gotta go outside and sit in the front yard it was like a nice night I just remember just like looking at the stars because just things that I were going I was going through were you know I wasn't worried about what a lot of the other teenagers were worried about in the house and it just I just had to like step out and then he came out there and and he he, he got you know he, he came to me and was like hey this is what's happening and, and we just kind of talked about it and it was we never talked about it again ever after that you know what I mean but it was just this little like 20 minute little it's gonna be all right. We're gonna be all right, but this sucks right now. Mm. It was just nice knowing that other people understood and that there was people that cared. I don't think you realize that everyone's so different. It's okay to be different. But you're like, oh, I remember just being mortified. Everyone knew about this before I did. And they knew that my family was going through this. And, and not really getting that, hey, it's okay. Like, you're not the only one going through this. Mm -hmm. But in that moment when he came and approached me because his was six months after mine, you know, just having someone to talk to.
like I said, we were alone, like sitting, talking, and then like we split ways. We never talked about it again. You know what I mean? We had a, we're going to go back to normal land, you know, kind of a thing. Are you guys friends on Facebook? Yeah. Are you really? Yeah. So. And you've never talked about it since? No, never. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just kind of one of those. But I remember that. Like, it made a deep impression. Right. Just being like that for like 15 or 20 minutes, just talking to someone else who was experiencing that. Thank you, Star, for sharing this part of your life with us. Star is my neighbor and one of my best friends, and I think she's the world's most genuine first grade teacher. You know, she actually came over to my house to share her thoughts on another podcast topic, but the story just came out, and I'm so thankful for it. And the Love Rice team loves to hear from you. No, really, we do. So log on to iTunes and give us a review. Was that little bit at the end like a poem? The Love Rise team loves to hear from you. No, really, we do. So log on to iTunes and give us a review. Wow. Just came out of me.